Welcome to Monday Morning Homilist. I'm Father Manny Alvarez. And I'm Jorge Santibanez. Every Monday morning, we dive deeper into the previous Sunday's readings and homilies. And towards the end, we veer off to talk about life and definitely talk a little sports. Enjoy. Happy Monday, Father. Happy Monday. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. You had a, a great last Wednesday. You mentioned it in the homily, and I have to say, I was I was there. It was. It took every ounce of my being to not jump in there with you. Uh, <laughs> and I, I did a few times, but but on a, a lot of those questions, I'm like, oh, but there's. Let's go here and let's talk about that. And it was you, just, you, it was great to be with the kids, wasn't it? Yeah, you were. You did jump in last Wednesday. What we're talking about is last Wednesday we we sat down, or I sat down with uh, with our confirmation students from first year and second year who had a lot of questions. And I started my homily off with that yesterday's talking about how some of these kids and in you know probably they have an argument, a legitimate argument. They were questioning their teacher as to why they should be there. This was the first week of class, and then last week was the second week of class. So the teacher. You know, was just bombarded left and right with all these questions and, you know, gripes they had with the church, gripes they had with the faith, gripes they had with their parents. And she said, you know what? Write down all your gripes, all your grievances against the Catholic Church, everything you don't like about the Catholic Church. Write them down and next week I'm going to invite Father Manny and he's going to answer your questions. So I came over and we had all our confirmation classes there in the cafeteria. And um, I just sat down with a microphone, listened to all their questions, read all their questions answered all their questions. I don't know if it was to their satisfaction. You chimed in every now and then, which is something you couldn't do yesterday in the homily. Nope. But, um, well, that's why was, we're here today. Exactly. But it was, a, it was an interesting experience because uh, here we have young people that are 12, 13, 14 years old that are in public schools or in charter schools that are not in a Catholic school, that are not surrounded every single day in a Catholic environment, and so they're not. I mean, forget about the school. That's, you know, forget about they're exposed to in the school, which is a lot. Okay, let's just say, and we're going to get into this later in the podcast. Let's just say what they're exposed to on their phones: Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, all these things. And this is what the world tells them they need to do, and then they try to apply. I'm going to go back to philosophy class here, apply the categories of the world, the vocabulary of the world, the terminology of the world, and try to apply those categories to our Catholic faith. It doesn't work. And so you get kids that may be questioning legitimate legitimate questions about their faith, and some are just, you know, well, this cannot make sense because this is what I hear from my friends in school. Because I went to public school. I heard all the questions they asked, and that was 30 years ago. Yeesh. And so um, the, the questions they asked were, I, you know, were great questions. I had fun because, you know, I like going to toe with kids that are not, and you'd say this because this is your point, of them being not being robots or automatons or things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, one of the, one of the big questions, and, and it was towards the end, and it actually came from one of the younger students. Yep. And you mentioned it in the homily. Uh, I missed everything that happened right after that because, of course, Lexi had to go use the restroom mm-hmm. at that exact moment. My um, goddaughter. So, you know, she asks, 
you know, if God is all-powerful, why can't he just snap his fingers and make all the problems go away? Now, I'm, I'm sitting there listening to this, and I'm kind of laughing to myself, because her, her very first point at the very start of this session of, of questions was, you know, why do I have to be here? Why is my mom forcing me to be here? Mm-hmm. Right? So, so on the one hand, you've got her complaining that she's she being forced. She doesn't have free will. That she's being forced no. to, to come to class for an hour. But then on the other hand, she's, she's saying, you know, if God is so powerful, why can't he just snap his fingers and force everything to be perfectly fine, which would require a, a very difficult and painful uh, transformation of, of every single one of us. We wouldn't know. We wouldn't know this. And we would become, you know, like I said, mindless, uh, mindless, heartless robots, mm-hmm. uh, just going through the motions of life. And mindless, heartless robots are incapable of love. Absolutely. And God created us to love. So to go to the girl's question, the second question she asked, she wants God to snap her finger, yeah. his, his fingers and to uh, eradicate poverty. In the world. Why can't God just snap his fingers? And I said, you're, you're applying... The yep. logic of the genie of Aladdin yep. to God, and that's not how God works. And I and so when she asked, "Why can't God just snap his fingers and eradicate poverty?" I go and I just simply returned, you know, with the, with the response, "Because He created you." Yep. And she's like taken aback, but that doesn't make sense. I go, "Well, yes, He created you to help eradicate poverty, because poverty was not something that God created. Right. It's something that we created, and so." You want to eradicate poverty? You know, and Mother Teresa says, you know, you don't start large. You start, you know, with do you your and part. me. Do your part. Yeah, do your do small things with great love. And so she was she was confused. And Izzy, if you're listening to us, this is one of your students. Yes, it is. Okay? <laughs> She's not here this morning, I think. Is she back in town? She is. I, oh, saw, okay. her, I saw her at the drop-off line okay, this morning. Okay, so I'm just making sure. Because she, she went out of town over the weekend. So, the, Izzy, this is one of your students. And, 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 and you know what? Those are the ones that will remember these gestures. Oh, yeah. Those are the ones that will remember, and, and I could go back, and I, and I, and I said it yesterday in the homily, I, I've been, I remember I took my confirmation, literally, I think it was this year, uh, no, it was last year, 30 years ago. And after that, I started helping out in confirmation class, and then teaching, you know, confirmation, and then seminarian, and, and then as a priest. And so I've been around this for 30 years, so I've, I've seen every type of frustration question, right. you know, mindless kids coming in, like, okay, let me just get this over with yep. and get confirmed. But it's the kids that I have had, let's say, rough arguments with. Those are the kids that I remember. Those are the kids that, you know, and that's one of the things that uh, the the kid that started this all told the teacher at the end, you know, I respect what you did. You were like, you know, I thought it was full. He said, you know, and kids think that adults are full of hot air, and usually we are. And he he said to the catechist at the end, because I overheard him, he was, was, we were both talking to him. But he said, he goes, Miss, I really respect what you did here today. Yep. Now, I may not agree, but I respect what you did because you backed it up. You brought the priest in to talk to us and to answer our questions. Yep. So the kids are full of questions. For sure. And, you know, the, the beauty of that uh, kind of looking after, after the fact was that none of the answers were just, you know, because the church says so, because tradition says so. I because <laughs> it, but But we, every, every question, as, as silly as it may have been, because... You know, towards the end, after an hour, some of the silly. questions got a little. Silly. That was the younger ones. Uh, but every single question was answered intellectually. Mm-hmm. You know, with, with the with the intellectual genius of our faith tradition of, of the church. Of I mean, we never got into the fathers, but we could have brought the the heavy hitters in there. You know, and, and really dive deep into 
you know, the, the philosophy behind the theology of what we believe and why we believe it. So there's this whole intellectual tradition, and that's the beauty of asking those questions, you know, that we're never just going to open a page and say, you know, it's going to say, because I say so, you know, sign, sign Jesus. <laughs> right. You know, there, there is an intellectual, and, and God gave us that capacity to use our brains, you know, to make sense of, uh, and, and this does make sense. Our faith tradition for 2,000 years has made sense. And, and you're probably asking, okay, why are we t leading off yeah. with this topic of an experience Jorge and I had last Wednesday in our religious education? It's that in the first reading, you know, Moses needs help, ask God for help, and I'm really, really making it short here. And God sends him the 70 elders to help him out to, to prophesy and to, to spiritually tend to the people. And there were two guys that weren't there when they did all this, and they still prophesied, and they were like, you know, Joshua was jealous. Why are they prophesying? Stop, make them stop. And then Moses has greatest line, you know, the, one of the greatest lines in Scripture. Would that all the people of the Lord be, were prophets. Would that the Lord might bestow his spirit on them all. And so when I read that, I thought immediately about these kids because that day I did mention that because that day, the, the reading of the day was, the gospel of the day was, when Jesus sent the 12 out mm -hmm. into the world with power and authority. And I mentioned those two words to the, to the children. And I said, see, you are in confirmation, you will be given the same power and authority. You will be given the same power to be prophet to the world. And then I started thinking about yesterday's homily. Right. Because this is what we're trying to form. We're not trying to form, like you said, mindless, heartless robots. Because so many times we go through this and listen, the two of us, We've, sometimes we've turned out quite yeah. a few mindless, heartless robots. No, but, but, but let's look at last year. <laughs> let's not go back that far. Let's look at last year. I know you and I have maybe lost a little bit of sleep because of, you know, we, we did the best we could in a virtual setting right. to give CCD last year. And when they came for confirmation, sometimes it was the first time we were seeing this person face-to-face. -face, yep. And we present him to the bishop and say, Holy Spirit, you take thing. over from here <laughs> because, uh, you know, we, we just couldn't stop the sacraments. We couldn't stop these kids that have, you know, been there for two years from, you know, not receiving it. Right. Um, there are other, th I mean, looking back, yeah, there are things we could have done better. But at the same time, you know, we, you know, we haven't stopped doing baptisms. We haven't stopped doing, you know, weddings. We've done most of these preparations virtually. Right. And time will tell how successful that is. And... But what our goal is, 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 you know, and what Moses go, and then Jesus had the same problem in, in, in the gospel when John tells him, look, there's two guys that are expelling demons in your name, and he's not part of us. He goes, so what? So what? Yep. And so all these things, and, and this is the, to quote Colden uh, Hallfield from, um, did I get that name right from Catching the Right? I think I did. Um, from, you know, the phonies. The phonies in this world are always, like, are, are always pointing out Oh, they're not doing this. Nope. And these kids can point out, can uh, hold in Caulfield. Sorry. There you go. My goodness. You got it back. <laughs> one, of my, one of my favorite books from, from middle school. And so um, what, uh, what they, they point out is the hypocrisy, and we spoke about hypocrisy a month ago with Izzy, you know, is the hypocrisy and the phoniness in adults. And they see that. And that's why that child, that, the, the young man that started this says, you know, why... Am I coming to class? Why am I being forced to come to class when my mom doesn't even come to mass? By the way, that comment was criticized by, by, uh, 
One of the, the churchgoers yesterday, so you should be happy that his mom, well, yes, he should be because maybe it'll pay off yeah. in, the, in the end, in the long run. You know, but we're Catholic, so we're, we're both and. So, so I, yeah. can, I, can, I can side with the mom for having the kid come, but I can also perfectly understand the, the kid's frustration mm-hmm. because, yeah, he's, he's had a long day at school. And let's, let's yeah. call it what it is. He, he's had a, he's a eighth grader or a ninth grader, so he's a, a long day of school, after school activities, and then we actually moved up class half an hour from 7 to 6.30. So evil. so now they may not even have time to, to go home and, and get a quick bite to eat. Yep. So it's literally one thing after another after another for, for these kids in the middle of a week. Mm-hmm. You know, So I can understand his frustration going, Mom, why do I have to go if, if yep. we're not going to do anything with it? Because Saturday, Sunday comes around and, and we're going to brunch or, or we're going off on a vacation and, and mass is nowhere on the radar. Right. And so all of these things is, is to remind us that we are called to be a prophetic people. Yep. But and, and yet also yesterday, and I just want to touch into this briefly because I want to get into something else that Jorge and I were, were exposed to late yesterday and early this morning. Um, envy is so much at the heart of yesterday's readings that you know Joshua is envious of the two elders that weren't around that were prophesying. John was envious of the two people that were expelling demons that weren't part of the 12 and it happens in the church it happens in you know everything we do in the church people are envious of another ministry people are envious of another person that person's getting more recognition than i am that person's talking more than i am uh yesterday the holy father said instead of being a humble and open and open communities we can give the impression of being quote top of the class and keeping others at a distance instead of trying to walk with everyone so we display we display our quote-unquote believer's license so as to judge and exclude. And we're constantly doing that. Listen, I belong to X group, and so we take out our Catholic ID or our, our X group ID and say, look, I belong to this, so your argument or your point has no merit. Or I am... And there is some little, you know, not only envious, but like prideful ambition yep. within the church. And the, and the Holy Father mentioned it, and it's not just... Lay people, it's priests as well. Absolutely. So uh, that's something that we have to eradicate from our lives. And I, th- I think we've mentioned it before here on the podcast. Uh, I think it was Father Valley's favorite line. At least he's he's the one who who said it to me and when when I was in seminary. You know, the the church is not a country club for saints, but is a a hospital for sinners. Mm. And, and we've heard that phrase over and over again. But uh, th- I've always it's always stuck with me that idea that this is not a country club. No, we don't, you know, we don't. We don't ask, come and, and we don't sit ask back for IDs and, and when come we work. <laughs> we don't ask for IDs. We don't ask for IDs. We don't. You know, if somebody comes to a soup kitchen, we don't say, "Are you Catholic?" Yep. You know, somebody's in, comes to a Catholic hospital, we don't ask, "Are you Catholic?" We don't ask for that. What the Holy Father calls for that believer's license. Right. And so, so many times we say, "Okay, we're part of X group, so we have what, the what inside I call track." Exactly. We have you know the exclusivity on salvation. And if you don't go to this retreat or you don't go, belong to this group, you know, this is the only road to salvation. No, the church has a multitude and a wealth of ministries and a wealth of spiritualities that you should find your niche somewhere and you're not excluded. Because right. what that does, envy, what it does is it, it prompts us to judge and exclude. And these are things that we need to excise from our life, which brings us to the end of the gospel, which I did not touch on yesterday. But yesterday, during the football game, which we'll get into the second segment, 
Uh, I was watching with Carly, who listens to us and is kind of like our behind-the-scenes producer, a graphics producer. And um, he says, did you listen this morning to Father Mike Schmidt's homily? I go, no, I was listening to my homily because I did preach it twice. Uh, and, you know, homily I gave at 10.30 was not the same one I gave at 12.30. It was a different audience. And and I have to say, I wasn't, even though I, I got great compliments from it, I personally wasn't exactly thrilled. You, know, you always say behind the, the scenes here, we pull back the curtain on Monday morning homilies and, and say, yeah, you know what? Sometimes I give what I, you know, what I think was a great homily and people don't receive it well. Sometimes I give what I thought was eh, an eh homily and people receive it well. And it was received well yesterday. Thank you to everyone for being kind to me. But I didn't like it. And so when I heard Father Mike Schmidt's homily, I heard it early, very early this morning. But yesterday, uh, Carly gave me like the bullet points of the homily. And it was intriguing. I listened to the whole thing. Yep. And I, I invite all of you. Uh, we'll, we'll put the link up on my Twitter feed and on the MM Homilist uh, Twitter feed uh, this morning. Listen to it. It is so good because you, he's you, talking. You might need to listen to it. Two or three times. No, yeah, we it's were, that good. It is very good. I was I was listening to it as I was getting ready this morning, and I had to stop. I mean, either shaving or brushing my. Teeth. I, I know at one point I had to stop at some point to keen in on what he mm-hmm. the point that he was making, but I didn't get into the second half of the gospel because it's very the the second half of the gospel is extraordinarily violent, and and very, and the word that Father Mike uses ruthless. Oh yeah, if you're. Here we get here we get a happy-go-lucky Jesus again. Right, and he says, "If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Better for you to enter into life into into life maimed than the two hands going to Gehenna. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. Better for you to enter life crippled than to two two feet be thrown to Gehenna." He's talking about heaven when he's talking about life. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Better for you to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown to Gehenna, where there, the worm does not die. And the fire is not quenched. Father Mike makes makes a very important point. Hell is real. And we don't talk about it enough. He makes a point, and it's true. The one person in the Bible that mentions hell the most is Jesus Christ. Why? Because he loves us. He doesn't want us to go there. And so there were several points that we need to talk about. Because we were talking about we need to take envy out of our hearts because it does not help us in our spiritual life. It makes us you know, turn in on ourselves and say, you know what, I am me, so I don't like that person right. when we're called to love everyone. Yeah. And, so, it, and it hurts the church and the community absolutely. as well. It's not just it's not just a me thing, but yeah, and, and when, when the hand sins, the whole body suffers. You know, when, when the eye sins, the, the whole body suffers. When one person sins, the whole community suffers. So it's, it's not just about gut the envy from my heart and, and from my life for my sake, but really for, for the sake of all those that I love and all those that I'm called to be in community with as well. Mm-hmm. So here's where Father Mike uses this last part of yesterday's gospel. He starts off and uses this analogy brilliantly throughout the homily of Apple, the company, the iPhone, and Steve Jobs. And actually does a couple of quotes of Steve Jobs that are excellent. Mm-hmm. But he recognized you know, both. Well, I have my phone on my on on the desk here. You have your phone on the chair. You know, that little rec- rectangle into, that was introduced in two thousand seven has changed our lives. You got calculators. You have a computer. You have a camera. You have, you know, uh, you know, listening devices. You have 
and this wealth of things that we are open to that used to be only in a computer and before you needed a newspaper, you need to go to the library and right there, you have an answer to a question, you type it into your iPhone, boom, it comes out. But so many times these things separate us from God. I remember he's talking to, uh, I forget the name of his university up there in, uh, in the Midwest, but he's talking to a university uh, student audience. But he's talking to all of us. How much time do we waste on our phones? This is a great feature that came out two years ago called Screen Time. Oh, yeah. That tells us this is how much time you wasted on your phone this week. And, folks, I'll be honest with you. I'm embarrassed sometimes because I, this is coming up, and I'm going on retreat in three weeks, and I look forward to that retreat every year. Uh, it's five days. But it's the only time of year that I can turn, it turn off. off my phone because when I'm on vacation, I need it to communicate with family, to communicate with people I'm, I'm, I'm getting with, you know, I needed to access my plane ticket or, or hotel reservation, so I can't have it off. You know, that's why when we go on cruise ships, I love it because you could still use your phone, but the outside world can intrude because you're only the only way you could, you can only talk to the people on the boat, right? And I'd never get the wireless package, you know, going on a cruise. <laughs> but so, what does Father Mike say? And he uses that word that is very, very powerful and very, very strong. He goes. You have to be ruthless, ruthless with the things that separate you from God. So if there's something, and it doesn't have to be iPhone related, if there's something that you're holding on to, and he uses that phrase holding on to so many times, if there's something that holds, that, you, that you just can't, you know, hold on to, that, I mean, that you just have to, that you just have to, that you can't get rid of, that you just have to hold on to, that's, that's it. It's that thorn in St. Paul's side. Why can't we get rid of it? Why can't we say, you know, this is my, my obstacle to being close to God. This is my obstacle to sainthood. And we know this. And that's the thing. We know this. But we have a, you know, we have a hard time doing it. Second point he makes. This is the notes that I got. Be ruthless with your environment, the things that you surround yourself with. So if you know going to some, so-and-so's house you're going to end up in gossip and end up, you know, drunk or end up in, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, don't go there. You know, it's like the old Baltimore Catechism, always avoid the near occasion of sin. Number three, you can't start getting closer to God unless you stop the things that you keep, that keep you from God. So stop the things and, and going back to the iPhone. Actually, you know what? I'm going to save this 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 example for the for the last after the last point. Then the last point he makes is he, he goes. We have to decide to do this, and he gives the etymology the the origin of the word decide. Decide means to cut off. And he goes. If you decide you want to be the person God wants you to be, you must cut off the things that hold you back. Let me repeat that. If I just pulled the bear in there, if you decide <laughs> he, he does that a lot. If you decide you want, if you decide you want, if hold on, I'm reading this with my my progressive glasses, all wrong. When you decide you want to be the person God wants you to be, you must cut off the things that hold you back, and this is important. And let me give you a very clear example of something that happened to me earlier this year. Because Father Mike was talking about removing apps, removing things from your phone that make you make waste time that don't serve any good spiritual purpose. You know, every Lent we take, you know, we deprive ourselves of something, we sacrifice something. 
And more often than not, I would, you know, I would eliminate all social media. I did it with Facebook several years ago. Facebook is only on my phone because you and I need it, yeah. Jorge, to For the control uh, the mass uh, live stream. Yep. Only reason it's on my phone. Every now Same and then, here. I may go... I may go on it to, you know, the memories that to see, you know, and maybe find out whose birthday it is that I'm, I know there's somebody's birthday. Let me go check Facebook. And there are apps for that that could tell me. Or I could just sit down and write, you know what, let me write the birthdays down of people that I really, really care about. Because really, do you care about everyone that is supposedly, quote unquote, your friend on Facebook? No, we actually had a, we had a good time with Lewis a few, a few weeks back. It was his birthday. And he, you know, in the middle of lunch, he's getting... The, the notifications and oh look I ha- I haven't heard from this person since yeah. since happy birthday last year exactly and, and it's just the, the annual ha- and, happy birthday message and here's the th- <laughs> and here and here is a gripe I'm, I'm going off on a tangent here oh shocker uh, last week on my birthday uh, I didn't go on Facebook and here's the thing if you go on somebody's Facebook page and they haven't been on there and the last thing you see is the birthday message from last year yeah. Don't leave them a message. If you really care about that person, <laughs> reach out to them, call them, leave them a text. If you don't have their number, you know, find their number. Because say, it's just it's just a, a lazy way to say, oh, happy birthday. Yeah. Okay? Because the people that I really care about, I haven't, even when I was on Facebook, I never left a message. I mean, I would initially, but then I go, if I really care about this person, I'll take the time yeah. to write them a message, yeah. you know. Do it directly. The, the birthday call is always awkward. But, you know, leave them a message and, and, and I'm praying for you, offering mass for you today. Things like that. So that was Facebook a couple years ago, and it's kind of it's hidden on my phone somewhere. I don't know. When I need it, I search for it, look yeah. for it. But it's not something that I it's love that feature too. Yeah, it is. Or delete the app from the from the screen, yeah, but yeah, not it's, entirely. It's, it's yeah. awesome. <laughs> so last February, when I was thinking, okay, what am I going to give up? You know, I said, boy, do I, I I waste a lot of time on Instagram? And and it's not. And I'll be perfectly honest here. It's not wasting time. But th- but I would be aggravated every time I was in, on Instagram because who are my followers uh, or people are the people that actually not my followers I'd like people the people that you follow people that I follow people that I care about right and I, here are family members you know very very close friends and a lot of former students that when they're eighteen or nineteen they you know friend requests and I go oh, you see because I I love I love knowing what they're up to. Yep. You know, I have kids that are in medical school sometimes. and kids sometimes. And, other, but here, and, here's a, and here's the point. The amount of stupid things that they post, oh, stupid things yeah. that they're doing or stupid things that they're wearing that aren't good for celibate eyes. And I said, I don't need this in my life. Or things that they're doing that, you know, you're talking about, and it's not so much envy, but it's, it's frustration of, of things they're doing that go against what their parents taught them and what I taught them in a Catholic school setting or in a religious education setting. And it would be a source of aggravation. And yes, Instagram can be a wonderful tool to keep up with pictures of, of Jorge's children. You know, I see them, up, I don't need to see pictures. You know, so, but people have realized, wait, Father Manny's not on Instagram. I need to reach out to them. Like, for, I'll give you an example. Last week, uh, a wonderful young lady that I've known for a long time got engaged. And of course, she put it all over Instagram, but I didn't know. So on Monday morning, she texted me, Father Manny, I have news. And so I really, I already knew what it was because, yeah, you know, I knew it was imminent. And I put just the emoji of the engagement ring and a question mark. And he goes, how did you know? I go, you've been a priest for a while. <laughs> so, uh, so, and then it started a conversation. But, you know, personally, literally had to reach out. And right. I mean, there's a good part. You just tweet it out to the world or post it out to the world and everybody knows. 
So really the only social media thing is on Twitter. But even that, I'm like, okay, I've noticed over the last month that I've started tweeting less. Because sometimes like, I, I, I'm like, I really should tweet something today. I go, why? Why? Yep. You know. Oh, I've, I've caught myself, you mentioned Instagram, you know, posting a, fo- a stupid photo of mm-hmm. whatever, something meaningless. And I type out this whole thing. And uh, and I'm about to hit uh, send or submit whatever whatever the button is now, and I catch myself going, "Why am I doing this?" Right. And and a lot of the times it's it's like, "Oh, look at me! Look at the stuff that I'm doing." And, and, and it's and it's also, it's also voyeurism at its best because yeah. I remember the other day we were on uh, on the church account COTOLF, and we were, I don't know we were looking we were trying to figure out. You know, this person called or emailed and I go, we, we know who this person is. Let's look them up on social media. And we found the person and you immediately told me, don't click on their stories because then they'll see that we were watching yeah. <laughs> Again, it's voyeurism at its best. So going back to Father Mike Schmidt's point, uh, if it's not bringing us closer to God, we don't need it. And it's that simple, guys. Yeah. It's that simple. It's something, and, and the word that he used, I remember when Carly told me this, I'm like, why, like, why didn't I come up with that? It would have made a bunch better homily. So I guess I had a little bit envious of Father Mike. I was talking about envy of Father Mike's homily yesterday because it was so good. And again, we'll post it on our, on our Twitter feed. And uh, be ruthless with the things that separate you from God. And that's what Jesus is talking about in the gospel. He, you know, obviously Jesus want, doesn't want us to pluck out our eye or cut off our, our hand or, or cut off our foot. But he, what he's trying, the point he's trying to make is we need to be just as ruthless when it comes to sin in our lives. Because sin, said this a million times, spiritual director once told us, sin is stupid. Because if you just look back and you say, okay, this is separating me for the one, from the one who loves us to no end. And I'll put it to you, Hori, because you're happily married. You're going to nine years of marriage tomorrow. Nine years tomorrow. Okay. And, and she still likes me. And, and I don't know how, but she does. No. I don't know either. You guys had a great time last <laughs> night and your anniversary dinner. Uh, but, you know, nine years of marriage. And I can you think of... A way that said, I'm going to purposely do this to injure Angelica. I could, I, if I, if I, if I could, I would hate myself for it. Exactly. Because why? Because you love that person. Because you would, you, you, the day you got married and you do it every day, you laid down your life for that. Same thing with your children. Would you willingly say, do something to injure you? And, and if you did, and you probably have, you say, wait, why, why did I do this? You wouldn't. Consciously do consciously do this, like to say. And now apply it to the priesthood. For me, people think that I'm up here in my office. Sometimes, especially the parents of the school, think that Sister Rosalie and I are, are in our office, thinking of ways to torture them. You're, You're not? not. Oh no. But yes, I know I have made mistakes. Yes, I know I have done things that have injured people. But do you think that I, as a priest, as someone who loves his priest, as someone who loves the church, that I willingly say I am doing this to injure? people of God or to injure a particular person, parishioner, family member, etc., friend? No. But that's what sin does. Sin does that in our relationship to God. So ruthlessly remove. Ruthless is the word of the day. Ruthless 
is how we need to go and violently yep. remove these things. Yep. And, we, and we, it's so easy to do in other areas of life too. And we just have to look as far as the political climate right now. Oh, and I'm going to go there because, because it's, it's so easy to relate to that. You know, if, if you've got, and I've seen this on, on social media all the time, right? A friend who you disagree with, you know, what's the first thing you're doing? You're unfriending that person. You're, you're or li- muting that person. Or, or, yeah. But but yeah. a lot of people are, are going so far as to and, stop and, following. Or, like, I don't and, even want to hear yeah. what you have to say. I'm going to completely cut you out of my life because I don't agree with you on something that is that is temporal and, and stupid, you know, and, and nothing compared to you know, eternal life and, and the damages of, of sin. You know, so it's so easy to do in other areas of life, but in the one area that it's most required you know that's where we hesitate the most and oh i I don't want to cut that out but but to to that point my best friend from childhood who is my my compadre and and his son is in our ccd program we vehemently disagree on vaccines i mean vehemently and we love each other okay i know that if i needed him tomorrow he lives in colorado i know if he lived if i needed him tomorrow he would be on the first plane and and vice versa. Yep. Okay? We vehemently disagree, but we still love each other. And that's okay. And and, and, <laughs> and we haven't, you know, ruthlessly taken each other out of our right. lives. That's that right. that's the extreme. But we learn we need to learn, you know, my sister. My sister and I vehemently disagree about, you know, so many things. And yet it's my sister. I love her. You know, yes, sometimes I, you know, I want to say, shut up, you know, and she wants to say the same thing to me, but it's my sister. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm already down one sibling. I can't, I can't, I can't lose another one. Okay. Nor do I want to. Right. So the people in our lives, and, and, and again, how do we define friendship? Because what this, and, and, and Father Mike keeps bringing out his iPhone during the homily, yeah. because it's on YouTube and it says this little re- magical rectangle. Can connect us to so many things, but in what way? Mm-hmm. How do we define friendship? Right. Because someone who's there that may say, you know, I once did this exercise, I think I want to say 10 years ago when I was bored one day, and just saying, I'm not friends with this person. Right. Out, out, yeah. out, out, out. And hey, but, but that is much different than, you know, I just don't like what you're saying, so, so, yes. so I'm going to, and I may know who you are, and I'm just going to completely right. block you out. You know, that, and that's being ruthless, and that's the ruthlessness that we need to apply in our spiritual life you know, with all these with all these occasions of sin you know that are going to cost us much more dearly you know in the long run absolutely and so friends you know all these things going back to what we started off with our kids in in religious education going back to you know this gospel that Moses wants if ev- you know if, if everyone could be prophets everyone could have the spirit of god which we do by virtue of baptism and confirmation. But in order to live up to what the God, the calling that God has for us, we need to, again, here's a word, ruthlessly, as Father Mike Schmidt so beautifully put it, ruthlessly cut out and separate those things from our lives that separate us from God. And Father Mike ends his homily with this beautiful quote, you are not yet the person you are made to be, but you can be. Yes! The you! 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 The you!
a running back. Wow. That's your fiance's boy. Exactly. It's you a no-brainer. He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> that guy just... No, but... Just... No. Get out of here. What was that last night? So, Father, we have a treat for our listeners. Uh, as you mentioned, I was out for my anniversary yesterday, so I... I you watched the first half. I watched the first half of the you, Dolphins game, but I can't uh, I can't speak intelligently about anything that you happened. You can speak intelligently about the games we'll talk about later because you were at the game. I was, was at not. that. It I was, was nice to have a laugher. But, but we've got a special guest joining us, and it is... And I'll let you introduce. No, we have our new development director, Ashley Sachs, who is a super fan of the Miami Dolphins. She started decorating her office this morning. She started last Wednesday. First and she's got more up, gear than you do. And that's... You I know, think so. I, and the thing is, I used to work for the Dolphins, so I have a lot of gear <laughs> and a lot of memorabilia. But Ashley, welcome. And Ashley, we knew she had to be on because right before she started working, the first two games, she would text me the Monday morning after with pretty hard-hitting analysis. Yes. So she's like the Mina Kimes of this podcast. Okay, welcome so, aboard. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I uh, don't hold back. So All right, so here, we, so here we go. La- yesterday, the Dolphins go out to Vegas, and we started off great. That was a great start. I mean... Uh, Landon Roberts with that pick six. Uh, and I'm like, okay, the Raiders are going to Raider this out. Yep. And uh, then we had the John Gruden inexplicably goes for it on fourth and one on his 37. I'm like, what is he doing? It's typical of him, though. You know how he is. But, but I'll tell you what, man. That was a great, that was a great football. <laughs> Knock on wood if you're with me. That I mean, I'm looking at him throughout the game. You can't help but love John Gruden because he's such a caricature. Yes. He is so good and he loves the he Man is in his office at 4 o'clock in the morning. You know, breaking down tape from 15 years ago, mm-hmm. trying to find a different edge. And then, now, Jorge, you did watch this, and you had, that was the only text he sent me about the game. Where did the game change? Oh, that's safe. The exhibit A of what not to do when you're lined up at your own one-yard line. Terrible, that, terrible. I mean, you have to go forward. Who's going to the left? That'll be on the line. I saw there were tight ends. There were tight ends on each side of the line. And go, he's okay. alone out there. And you go, you little hitch, little hitch to the tight end <laughs> yeah. to get three yards out. I mean, even just running it out, I mean, would have been better Terrible. than... And the thing is, number one, Waddle shouldn't catch that. And number or number two, Jacoby shouldn't... Have, seeing that the, the defend, he's one-on-one with the defender, the defender's going to grab him, airmail it. Give me anything. Even a QB sneak. Just get out of there. It's terrible. You're in terrible field zone. Get out of there. Give me a yard. Give me a two. Okay. And the go left made no sense. Now, Ashley is a big Jason Sanders fan. She loves our place. And we have a great place. He won, the, won us that game in Vegas last year, the day after Christmas. But she had the same reaction that I did the moment that he missed... The field goal at the end of the half, which was? Yes. I'm the first one to say we have one of the best kickers in the league. And to miss that, my heart dropped. He's the type of guy who will make it 52 yards out. Which he did at out. the end of the game. Yeah. I mean, at, or towards the uh, We needed it early. Time. And, yeah. you know, when when that happened, we all knew that, like, this is not going to be the good. safety those and three that, points that, we needed. Those that's three five points. points that, right and, there. And those five, the two points of the safety, the yep. three points of the, of the field goal. They gave us back one with, with missed extra point, which helped us get into overtime. But... Where are we on the co-offensive coordinators, Ashley? <laughs> well, let's go back a little bit on the offense. Jacoby. Okay. Let's talk about Jacoby first. Sure. All right. Is First of all, is Tua our guy? Second, Jacoby, what do you think? How he did? And third, do we consider... Jac- okay, so first of all, is Tua our long-term guy, first too, of all? I think it's too soon to tell. Six snaps, six snaps into the Buffalo game, he gets knocked out. 
He won't be available till three weeks. He's he's coming October. back. Um, no, he comes back against uh, the Jaguars because next week Good. we have Indianapolis. Then we go to Tampa, hey, Tampa, and then he'll come when we play um, in London. And Ooh. then after that, we play Atlanta, and then the Bills. Okay. So not too. And I don't yeah. think it was a bad injury because if you really had bad ribs, do you subject yourself to a long flight? I've never been to Vegas, but I think it's about four and a half hours or Something five like hours. That, yeah, but. Would you wouldn't and he was there on the sideline. He Good was like a him. coach, right? Yes. Yeah. But right before we went on air, you asked me a question because the Chargers went into Arrowhead. Should we have taken Justin Herbert? See, here's the thing. What do you think? Ah, uh, I thought the Dolphins were going to take Herbert. I was ready for them to, and at the time, yeah. My father and I must have watched every Oregon game available that year during senior, and he had a terrible senior year. Yeah. He was inconsistent, yep. but the thing is, you look at you look at the quarterback. He looks a type. You could, Hori, you could speak about this because we talked about this on Saturday. The two quarterbacks we threw out there for UM, Van Dyke and uh, Garcia. Oh man, they look Beautiful. a type. <laughs> Beautiful. Van Dyke is tall. He's no, the kid is the tall. Beast. Holy moly, oh, the kid yeah. is tall. I mean, love the Eric King, great heart. The man has willed us to wins. But going back to the Herbert conversation, that one is going to be with us. Forever. Forever. Yeah. Now, I will say this. Look at Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. Look at Josh Allen. Absolutely. Josh Allen, his second year was hard. I mean, he was just running. I mean, he would beat us running. Yeah. Throwing interceptions. So, I'm not giving up on Tua yet because we haven't seen enough of Tua. True. Okay. Now, Jacoby is not the answer. No. He did it. what he had to do, you know, with the Colts, and he looked okay, and he worked with the Patriots for a little bit. So, you know, he was under good organizations but is he our forever guy no. absolutely no you know it's and here's another thing do we look i'm gonna say the unpopular do we look at deshaun watson do we consider Ooh. that or do we look at cam newton i don't look at cam, cam newton one does of he the, still have gas in the tank yes okay. john gruden one time because john gruden one of the, his big criticisms when he was in the monday night booth was yeah, yeah. he was prone to hyperbole mm-hmm. but one i remember one time we were they were doing a, you were getting ready for a carolina game when he was with carolina a cam was with carolina and john gruden was highlighting had a like a, a reel of cam newton just not being accurate you know under throwing the ball over throwing yeah. the ball and jacoby did that a lot yesterday mm-hmm. in the overtime there was a you know or or no it was i don't know if it was the overtime or the last drive that it was a it was a third down and short we had to go for it on fourth down that he threw a very simple drop you know you know check down to Gaskin and he underthrew the ball and it was just a very easy pass and uh, several passes so Cam Newton no Deshaun no for you know for religious podcasts for the legal reason yes. and I mean I read somebody the other day said I don't think Deshaun takes another snap in this league twenty two. You know, lawsuits. So it's like... It's huge. And, but here's a, what I don't understand. If it's that bad, he's still on the roster. Houston, and, and the commissioner hasn't put it in his exempt list. So it's, you know... But an yeah. according to every... And, and pro football talk is going to run this into the ground until it becomes... Until they will it into an existence. Mm-hmm. That, oh, no, no, they still... The Dolphins still want him. But the thing is, let's say... Take the legal stuff aside. If Deshaun yeah. walks into this... Through the door. Yes, absolutely. We'll win games. That we win the division. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I don't know if we beat Buffalo, but yeah, they're firing We won't all lose summer. how we did last no, time. We'll no, put, no, no, We'll put points on the board yeah. with Deshaun. Deshaun Absolutely. will run it in the, the end zone if he has to. We Absolutely. will put points so, on the Jaco- board. Jacoby did. The last four plays of, of regulation. My heart. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you didn't see this. No. All right, so. You missed it. Hoy missed no. it. He was at, so here's what happens. We now, 
my father's exact exact words. Every time we were on offense, it was like a slog yeah. down the field. Yep. It's like we were struggling yeah. to get yards. Anything. And their secondary was obliterated on that, you know, on uh, two, sa- two the two safeties just knocked each other out. So they didn't have a secondary. Now, we get to, it was first and goal throw. No, we, uh, we throw a pass into the end zone. Uh, I think it was Miles uh, Gaskin. Gaskin. Yep, no, was Gaskin. It, uh, no. Was it Gasick? No. No, the 86. I'm, I'm blanking on his day. The one that caught the pass last, last year didn't come to me later. Uh, but he was interfered <laughs> with. And so balls placed at the one. So first down, Wildcat. We had an Wildcat mm-hmm. all game. And Jacoby's the man to do it, though. If you're going to do it, you do it with him. Exactly. It didn't work. Nope. So you know what didn't work? You know what? Let's try it again. So on second down, yep. we have no timeouts. Okay? Let's try it again. So thankfully, no, we did. I don't know if we had a time or somebody, but the clock stopped and Jacoby yeah. was able to come back in mm-hmm. for third down. And we, at that point, it was like 20 seconds left. We had no timeouts. Had to go. Jacoby drops back to pass. Nothing's open. Tries to run it in and is stopped at the one. Yep. And then, tick, tick, as Boomer would say on, on countdown, tick, 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 tick. Yep. And snaps the ball and somehow evades and jukes a defender to get into the end zone and scores with, with two, two seconds, seconds left. That, that I didn't see. Okay. I saw and the highlight. throws the two-point conversion. You had to get a two-point and then go into overtime. Oh. And you know overtime rolls. Yep. No, he, 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 better than in college. Because college right now is, is, oh, yeah. is, is no, but an still, like All these rules. I mean, even with like but baseball. What would, you pre- what would you prefer? That both teams have possession of the ball once and then after that is sudden death? Because it's like okay, I, I, just, I, I like I just it now. Hate this, I just hate this. Uh, you know, kick a field goal on. No, no, no. No, I know if you hit if you kick a field goal, the other the other team, the gets, team gets an opportunity. It, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. after that, it's just kick a field goal and, and it's game over. Like no, no. But the thing is that you've actually played football. It's not like you're, no, I you're, agree. You're leaving it up yeah. to a coin toss. I agree, but but I just I just hate that concept of of sudden like yeah, of yeah. no, but it, sudden you kick a kick a field goal and it's over. You know, just but that's what happens at the end of regulation. I know, but but that's you what, run out. That's but what you the run out did the, last night. You run out the the period, which is what we did yesterday. I don't it's remember end. the Dolphins ever going to the end of an overtime period, and we lost at the end of the overtime. Yeah. But but that's not the rule. Now they don't run out the period. Right. I would I would play a full overtime. Really, period. you don't like sudden death? No, I agree. Play out the period no. because you like in know? soccer. Yeah, if we got the ball back, I mean. No, no, but but here's here and now we were. I was watching with some friends, and we were saying. I don't know what a tie feels like in the NFL. I don't remember the last time oh, the Dolphins tied. I think it was ugly. the 1970s. And yes, it was, a, it was a valiant comeback because when the, the Raiders scored their last touchdown regulation, I, I had to go out to greet the people for 30 minutes. And I'm, I walked out thinking, this game's over. And then when I come back, oh, yeah, they kicked a field goal. They're eight points down. I'm like, oh, wait a second. Yeah, yeah. There's a chance here. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So here was a question. When the Raiders had the ball and they got conservative when they got to the 20, they ran the ball twice. And then, you know, Carr threw it out of the back of the end and go, let's take the points and stop the Dolphins. But because you went, you score the touchdown, the game's over. Right? Yeah. That part is the one that you say, okay, somebody may not see the ball, but if they give up a touchdown, that's what happened to the Patriots in the Atlanta Super Bowl. First time they ever, right. a Super Bowl ever went yep. to overtime that sure. James White scored in the overtime, a touchdown. And uh, Matt Ryan never saw the ball. So here's what happened with the Dolphins. Again, they're, slu- they're slogging down the field. And there's a long pass to Dante Parker down the middle. Missed it. Looked like it was a bang bang DPI 
pass interference. There was a lot of missed calls. All right, but no, but that wasn't the big one. The big one was when we're at midfield and we're and all game long we're thinking Jacoby has an arm. Fuller's out there for the first time. Throw it long field. So throws it down. What happens? DPI not called in the end zone. Yep. Where's Terry Porter when you need him? Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> I'm like, come on, throw oh, the flag. Oh, you had to go there. You just tweeted out that picture the other day. I too. did. God. You know, yeah. the, the, the referee that threw the flag against UM and Ohio State game. We oh, know, yeah. We know his name. Oh, I have to, oh we know it. We, we know, know his it. name. Do we? Yeah, Terry oh. Porter. Okay. So, um, and I will beat the press for the rest of the day. Thank exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but Will Fuller's there, and he's like, he's on the ground. You, The guy was, was you know... The defender's hands were right on his hands. He could yeah. not have, I mean, if he would have caught the ball, it would have been miraculous. But there was all missed calls. I mean, look how many times that they hit us out of bounds. That that should have been at least three or four times. There was oh. a lot of missed calls. A were, lot of, were they not calling at right. all that and there was And there was a lot of yeah. uncharacteristic for a Flores coach team penalties. Yes. yes. Uh, personal foul penalties. Uh, pre-snap penalties. Pe- dumb penalties. Looks better than last week, but oh, absolutely. still. I mean, what do we do moving forward? We play Indy next week. Indy at is home. not a good team. Andy uh, Wentz has two bad ankles. Yep. I forgot who they played yesterday. Was it Tennessee? No, it wasn't Tennessee. But uh, but Indy is not a good team. So where do we go going forward? I was talking about the co-offensive coordinators because those sequence of plays mm-hmm. down the in in the goal line awful. Waddle needs the ball in his hands, but they kept trying to do it. It didn't work. Yeah, throwing the the the, the wide receiver screen to him, and he had blockers in front of him. But here's the thing. We don't have an O line. We don't. It's 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 non-existent. We also should give the ball more to Gasicki. I think Gasicki is so what a what a catch under- on that fourth and amazing. fourth and twenty amazing fourth and oh. twenty. Uh, we forgot about amazing. this because we, we need to talk about the good stuff. Yeah, you know we course. are a Catholic podcast. <laughs> but fourth and twenty in the in the overtime fourth and <laughs> yes. twenty, and Gasicki just holds on to the ball. That's a tight end. Okay, like if it was a Fabergé egg and does not let it move because it was bang, bang on the sidelines. One, two, they didn't even review it. Well, that's how good it yeah. was. Yeah, we had to get the ball off because that was a possible reviewable. And no, 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 was... no, but the thing is, no, we went down because they didn't review it. They didn't even buzz in because reviews are all upstairs in overtime. What yeah. a catch. Amazing. Gusecki, Amazing. You, I agree with you. Underrated. We have to get the ball to Gusecki, but I am not buying this. Uh, yes, they scripted out the first... Drive of the year in New England, beautifully. The second drive to open up the second half in New England, beautifully. Mm -hmm. And then what? It was all scripted out. Two was there. Two was throwing darts. Waddle, get the ball in his hands. Uh, Parker, another thing my father noticed, receivers weren't getting separation. Jacoby, when he had time, which was very rarely, couldn't get the ball out. because Nobody was open. Check down to Gaskin. But the offensive line held better than they did last week. Yes. He had a little more time. A little more time than Tua did. Now, why do we have 4th and 20 Austin Jackson with the holding call in overtime? no sense. No, but Austin Jackson did, again, talk about the good, opened up uh, for Jordan's uh, yeah. run for make it 14 nothing. He pancaked. I mean, there was the good. We put a lot of defense on Derek Carr, or a lot of uh, pressure on Derek Carr. You yes. know, he, he looked a little wobbly. We, we definitely let him know what that, it was. That, 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 um... So it was towards the end of the game, towards the end of regulation. Yeah. Safety blitz. Guy can't and just And just nowhere. Nowhere. He didn't see it coming. He didn't see it coming. Like a truck, destroy, a and I'm like, where was yeah. this? <laughs> well, we needed to stop them before they scored the twenty to get yeah. to twenty five. So I think listen, it's one and two. We could still win the coast. Sorry, 
still in the coastal. So Wrong, let's, wrong. So who do we, we have? Could still, <laughs> Indianapolis is in front of us. So, right, so we, I <laughs> think next week, Indianapolis. Then we play in Tampa. We, Tampa lost yesterday. They did, and they looked human. They did. But but Matthew Stafford's firing all cylinders in L.A. That is and, true. And, and Sean McVay was fired up. I mean, every time I would switch over to that game, he looked fired up. And then after you said Jacksonville in London, in London we have that game. Trevor That's Lawrence, always... what is up with him? Well, they should have. First of all, they should they should have they should have won that game. Agreed. They had that kick six because mm-hmm. I mean they were playing Arizona. Arizona lined up for six to eight yard field yeah. goal, missed it. You know the the guy caught it, went one hundred and nine yards. Yeah, nine that. yards. That was that was and impressive. Then, amazing. But, but I guess yesterday was a day of trying long field goals. Justin Tuck, poor Detroit fans, my heart goes out for no. them because they were beating Baltimore, and I'm like, oh yes, beat Baltimore. Please do. And um, they and Justin Tucker, take tip your hat off to him, hits the crossbar and then coasts. Six, was that sixty six oh, yards? NFL record. Crazy. So we could beat Indy. Tampa's gonna be a tough one. I'm playing in Tampa. Then Jacksonville in those games in London. I've been to them twice. We have a good fan base out there. We Huge. Do. We're no, gonna we show had, up we had, there. We had a lot of fans in Vegas yesterday. We yeah, it was it was great. A lot of people For, showed up. Um, so then yeah, we play in London. What is that? An Eleven o'clock game, a nine o'clock game, nine thirty game. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So during mass, I'm not happy about that. No. And then. So I know I know what's gonna be playing next door in Comber Hall. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, we play Atlanta. After the Jaguars, it's my play... birthday, the 24th. Hey, you Atlanta. Go. It's home game. Home game. So there, those the are Jacks, uh, Atlanta lost. No, it's like three winnable no, games. No, Atlanta beat the Giants yesterday, but that's not so much. Yeah. And then week eight, Jones, we have Bills at Bills. Bills. Thankfully, we get the Bills out of the way early. So, so on a Halloween. So listen, Halloween. Oh, crazy hey. things happen. So we can beat Indy. Here and then there. the Texans. No, over there. We already on Halloween. Them. On Halloween. Oh Halloween. boy! Rich, yeah. you know, That's... I don't know what it's Orchard called. Park. Now. No, Orchard Park. I've been there three times. Have you? And, and it's and it's and it's marvelously crazy. They haven't thrown you through a table, right? No, but I've oh, seen it. Goodness. Oh yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen things that I can't describe in this podcast. So we can definitely beat Indy. We can beat Atlanta. We can beat Jacksonville. The Bills. No, no, we can we can we can maneuver through October pretty well. I think so. We I can think that Tampa game. Nice. You know, uh, it's going to be tough, but if we get pre- pressure on Brady, and we were talking about it off air, Jalen Phillips played a much better game he yesterday. He sure did. So we got to get hear his more name. Mo- yes, we did. His name. Yes. And so if we get pressure on Brady, our our secondary can stack up. Yep. And Tampa's secondary is totally injured. Yeah. So let's beat Indy first. Yeah. Because the wheels could really come off if we lose to Indy. And then we got two against the Jets, another one against so the Patriots. Like, so Those are three another possible so wins right two, there. Uh, Two, yeah, the Jets. I mean, those oh. are two, two wins. I mean, come on. We have to. We even can't if we go, go in there with our heads even big. Even if we go, we could lose all oh. the games here, but you have to beat the Jets twice. Absolutely. We okay, can't go in there with our heads big. We have to, you know. All right. Before we wrap this up, we got to talk about the Canes that played a high school ni- team. Wasn't it nice to have a laugher? Well, I was oh, done. Finally. I, I, to after, win a laugh After the first quarter, I, I mean, I had to go do baptism. I was I'm done. I'm, I don't need to watch yeah. anymore. I, I would turn it on every now and then when I'm between baptism. Oh, what's the score? Okay. And that but catch the, but, that kid oh, made in the, in the and end of one And those are freshmen. I yeah. Mean, the, the, Amazing. The, the kids played. Which goes to, again, I looked at the, you were there, and I, on TV I looked at the Central Connecticut State sideline. It didn't look like they had a full squad out there. <laughs> a little short. They were short. Up, and I, and <laughs> it looked like a team that St. Thomas Aquinas would play yes. in high school. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what they did. And the two quarterbacks looked good. The running backs looked great. I mean, obviously, when you have your offensive line, you know, overpowering people yeah. mm-hmm. so we have virginia on thursday yeah, but, but it's good to get That'll the kids a taste of, of right. actual you're, you're going you're and going i said night. it you know I, I said i love king he's a great yeah. uh, he's a great kid but i think well, the best thing that happened to this program 
was him getting injured because it forced Manny to get these kids in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, wh- whether it was his plan to play him in, in this Central right. Connecticut yeah, yeah, yeah. game or not, yeah, there was there was no option Probably of throwing King in there. Give him time. Yeah, who knows so, when they're so going to give him time. some actual... And they said it in the post game. You know, the, the speed of a game, even against a, a glorified high school of Central Connecticut, is much faster than practice. Yeah. They play in a 5,000-seat stadium. Yeah. Wow. Can you imagine? That's that's uh, So that's Thursday, crazy. Thursday against Virginia. You're going. I'm going. Yeah, that's The ACC a... is still the coastal is still in front of us. <laughs> that no, we, that's our first ACC game. It is. So I don't want to hear about that because and there, Clemson is back to Clemsoning and, no, and the world is right again. No, lost to NC State. You yeah. know, and mm-hmm. there was a lot of things. Notre Dame beating up on Wisconsin. I mean, they didn't beat up. They just, you know, they just ran away with it at the Horizon because it was a close yeah. game through the third. Uh and we won't talk about our friends oh, in Tallahassee. Oh, in Tallahassee. Oh, you got to feel bad for them. I a mean, we have bit, a lot a of parishioners that are that say, are good parishioners. Bit. We don't feel bad for the Gators. We never no, feel bad for the Gators. Gators, no. No more We don't, we don't Gators. feel bad for the Gators because they won't play us because FSU, no. at least, will be seeing them in November. And that'll be, it doesn't matter if, if they're Owen, whatever that they are. Always it'll still a be a game. very good game because it's yeah. in Doak and they, they'll show up and they, listen, I still hang my hat for them. They looked like a very good football team against yep. Notre Dame in okay. the first game. Yep. They, I don't know what happened after yeah. that, but they looked. And yep. Notre Dame is, I mean, I thought they were pushover, but you beat up a Wisconsin team the way they beat up on that Wisconsin team. You know, that's. They're making a name for themselves. I mean, you yeah. know, they were irrelevant for a little bit, then they came back. I mean, it seems like they're, you know, definitely putting their name back in the map. Maybe a uh, top four team in the nation. No, here we know. go again. Here we go again. I don't know. Notre Dame in the conference. Oklahoma should have lost. Michigan State should have lost. Yep. Yes, yes. All these, you know, but, but well, college hey, football. Hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Sparty fan right now. now. Go Sparty. You know, yeah. they, they, played, they, played, they played well against you. If our two losses are Alabama and a, and a really good Sparty, yeah. hey, suddenly, yeah, suddenly they don't look so and bad. And App State is, has played well. So, you know. so we have Virginia. We have Virginia Tech coming in November. We have some big matchups coming we up. Had, we had four, so we don't have any home games after this no. month. No, it was all front loaded. Yeah, I know that's eesh. Virginia Tech. North Carolina is at at Chapel Hill. VT's and they here. lost this week. And we get NC State this year too. And we get and oh, we get NC State yeah. here. That game made me go to. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. But anyways, we touched upon a lot, and uh, just great having Ashley here to break My down pleasure. the Dolphins because sometimes <laughs> I'm, I'm, George is forced to watch these games. I mean, because he's more of a UM fan than he is a Dolphin fan. Gotcha. I don't get it. But that's you know that everyone teaches just, their own yeah, exactly. Yep. So, but he watches it. And I he, do. He has I it. On, he, he, he watches it. And I'm also I'm also it. juggling two children. And yeah, that's and, true. But we're keeping Manny Diaz this week. I know last week the rumors were flying. <laughs> fire Manny hashtag Fire Manny Diaz. Uh, I'm still not. This is still uh, a jobber. I'm still we'll not convinced. But. Really? Oh, I'm all about him. I think Miami right now we have he's, some of the great I, coaches. I've said it here before. He's he's really? a great, why are you all about him? Flow, he's a great hype flow. machine. I love all our coaches in Miami right now. Mine is Don Manley, but we're not going to talk. Uh, no, but baseball. we like. But no, we don't. You don't like Don Manley. I, I like him because he's a former Yankee. That's why I, I don't like don't. him. <laughs> no, and I don't. Oh, game, well, well, I've I've mentioned it before. Dude can't, well, dude Marlins, can't manage a bullpen. The the Marlins uh, season ends on Sunday. It does. We it's not it over does. already. Definitively, like, it was, yeah. ends on Sunday. The Phillies come to town. I was like, that's, um, it. Yeah. that's it. It's a you. We got to get our tickets out to somebody because I know we both have tickets. To, so is next year the year of the Marlins? No, no. <laughs> we have pitching. We, we do, do have pitching. We do have pitching. Now we'll see what, what it has bats to, they to pick set up. it up for future because the oct because how much the, more the future, po- father? How no, much the, more the, po- future the post. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not set up for the future in terms of our talk. Uh, Ashley is an Anabash Red Sox fan. I am, and I am a Yankee fan. And she is. I'm, I haven't mentioned what happened over the weekend, but Ugh. we will see each other. In the wild card game we will. next week, 
I think it's yeah next week. I don't know if it's Tuesday we need to make or Wednesday. A friendly waiver. The only making. thing the only thing is the only thing is we don't know if it's gonna be in Fenway or if it's in Yankee Stadium or in the Bronx. If it was played today, it would be in the Bronx. I'm gonna have yeah. to set up a watch party and just film the two. Oh no no! Oh, well, just my secretary is, <laughs> yeah, is a yeah. big Red Sox fan also. She's waiting for me yeah. to walk down with the with the broom after this podcast <laughs> is over. Because she did that to me when they swept us at the beginning of the year. She walked she walked uh, she walked around with a broom up and down the that's hallway. Funny. So it's like that's funny. So next week, where's the closet? Because we couldn't but we couldn't catch Tampa Bay neither of us. No. And Toronto's fallen off. So. Unless the wheels fall off for both of us the rest of the week, we're gonna play next week. Yeah. We don't just don't know where in Fenway or in the Bronx. But that's gonna be fun and the postseason is coming, so that's Tampa And the Bay. Mets were eliminated. The oh. oh man, we yeah. don't like the Mets. I hadn't I hadn't looked at the I, I hadn't looked right at the standings in a while. I pulled it up yesterday. And that E next to their name just yeah. made my Yeah. St. Louis is on fire right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. But right now I don't know who beats Tampa. Tampa I, I hate because they won Stanley Cups and they won the Super Bowl. Remember when they used to be bad? Remember those good those days? Those were the when they glory used to be bad? days. They used to be terrible. Did you see their plan the for, the, for the postseason? They're going to hang a banner announcing their plan to split time between Tampa and Montreal. It's like here's the here's the best team in the league, and for the for the uh, biggest television audience they're, they're in the postseason, they're still talking about they're, that. They're going to hang a banner announcing their plan to split time between Tampa. That's that's probably threatening to Tampa. Of the Tampa course it is, population yeah. because they can't get a, a stadium. And you've been saying they're like, get them out of here. Just, just go like, 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 sound Get them out of here. I'm yeah. just, just over Tampa being good. You have the Lightning, <laughs> and I mean, you have the Bucks. Oh, now you're gonna get Father going. I'm We're about Tampa. to wrap this up, and now I'm Father's over going. Tampa. Uh, winding them up. Uh, you know, <laughs> to our listeners in Tampa, we thank Sorry. you for listening to our <laughs> podcast. Uh, we love you. God loves you. But um, no, we don't like your sports teams. I'm Anyways, over it. they used to be terrible. Now everyone's so good in Tampa. By the Tampa. way, the what happened last night on the last part of the of the montage was after a Panthers Lightning game. That you know, it was just a crazy game, and they and, yeah. and they were, literally they were the best two teams in Eastern Conference. They just happened to me because of the format of the yeah. playoffs yeah. last year. They just happened to meet in the first round, and uh, we it was it was a six game series, it's but a fun it was series. like. But oh my! But they were the much better team, and they were the much better team. But we showed up, though. You we know, did. They, they didn't walk all over Coach us. It was, you know, it was CJ, good. we're talking hockey, and hockey's back. We're two and zero right now. That, that's preseason. preseason. <laughs> hey, undefeated. We're Woo. talking preseason hockey, CJ. All right, and the Heat media day is today. Training camp starts tomorrow. There was a great article in the AP on Tyler Hero, Chi-Chi's boy, and. Um, Tyler bam, needs bam, to show up. Tyler's yeah. a dad. Do you know his uh, Tyler, yeah. girlfriend had a baby? I think it yeah. was like last week. Beautiful, healthy baby. Beautiful and baby. And Tyler's going to do great in his third year because he needs to get paid. He, that's, what, that's what it's all about in the NBA. Who's your favorite? The Heat. Right now, uh, Heat player would have to be Jimmy. Jimmy's oh. drive is is like what he did in the final. Listen, he's getting today, nothing without Goran though. He's he's, he's gonna be so lost without Goran. Goran no, is but that, like that's what we're hoping. I wouldn't have. I would. We talked about this before, but yeah. I wouldn't have traded Lowry for Goran. Uh, Goran for Lowry. Great. And uh, we'll see what happens. But remember, Goran was coming off the bench. I know. But, but uh, I read something this morning. You know, it was a year ago today that we clinched the Eastern Conference against Boston. Amazing. And it was like, it sounds like eons ago, but that's what we did. Duncan Robinson's my guy. Most underrated three-point shooter in the league, hands down. Gets no go. respect. January 28th, we we're going to the Heat game, right? Against the Clippers. Yes, we are. And Let's the kids, and the kids are singing the national anthem. Kids are singing the national There are no weddings on the calendar. We, so we, don't, know, we don't know if Black they're on the out. court or not, but, but we'll they'll see. sing we'll the national anthem. We'll make it happen. We'll, we'll see what we can Coach do. Spell. Folks, th- uh, thank you for joining us. We had a great morning. Went a little long this morning because uh, we just we're, we're wanted to touch upon on everything. An hour and, and four right Oh, now. They're li- if they're, they're listening, okay. thank you. you know, 
if you're, if you're still listening to us. But we had a great morning, and we asked God to help us to be the person we are called to be, which is what our first segment is all about. Be the person you are called to be and eliminate things in your life that do not allow that. So may Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen.